Thank you for listening to Christ Alone Podcast, where we believe that Jesus lived, died, and resurrected according to the scriptures. Our hope is that God can bless you through this week's episode. Welcome back, everybody. You're listening to (laughs) Angie and Steven's podcast. Cross alone. Cross alone podcast. See, we got that right because we're in real time. We're in real time. We are seeing each other face to face. Yes, we are. Uh, We're not remote today. What do you need? What do you need? I need to get closer. Can you push me closer to you? Push you or pull you? Pull me. A little more. There you go. A little more. There we go. All right. How are you doing today? I am fantabulous. (laughs) All right. Don't say that ever again. Um, Welcome, everybody. Um, Thank you for joining us uh, for another week. Um, Yeah. Yeah. We're excited to be here. I'm excited. Last day for elections are November 3rd, so make sure you go out and vote. Make sure you go out and vote. It is important. All right? Don't vote red. Don't vote blue. Vote red, white, and blue. Stevens, 2024, be there. Yes. I'm (laughs) telling you, if I was smart enough, I'd run for office. Um, Actually, no. If... If I could afford to, I'd run for office. Let's put it that way. Um, so, you know, if anybody wants to, you know, support the movement. <laughs> Are you telling the people that you want to go for president? Listen, I, hey, I, I'm at the point where, I mean, Kanye West think, is running, so anything is possible. Listen, before you ask for money for your... <laughs> For being elected. How about yeah. you pray about it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Ask God if that's really something yes, that he made you to I do. Know. And then, uh, so please, please don't send us money for that, that purpose. That is, that is good advice. Good advice. Um, so, yeah. So, I mean, how have you been since I'm just going to ask you? I don't care what you say. Okay. Um, I have been good. Awesome. All right, guys. So now that we got that out of the way, uh, that's just a we, very broad question to we, ask. Should we it's take a, a break very... now? Should we take a break? No. <laughs> um, I've been good. My weeks, my weeks being like, are we talking about each other's week? What is specifically? I don't know. Do you mean? I don't know. You're totally against talking about each other's week. Um, my, uh, I've been good. Yeah. Yeah. Work. Oh well, I will say that. Uh, my my uh, school where I work at got closed because there were too many COVID cases. Um, not too many. Like it was it was enough where. Yeah, but uh, how many is too many, right? I mean, yeah, that, that is. Well, I think. I mean, a it was it was fourteen. It was fourteen, but you know when you consider how many people they were in contact, then you had to close the school. So you had to. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know. I have my thoughts on that. I think I think if we would have just stayed closed from the beginning for two months, like all the way closed, like from, you know, the president all the way down to, you know, the guy who comes, picks up trash at my house. Everything needed to be closed. Everything. And instead of them giving us those stimulus checks, they should have used that money 
to pay the people who had, you know, who they could have um, paid to provide us medications and food and other supplies that we needed while we were at home. There's countries that did this and were very successful. So, yeah, we should have just done that for two months straight. I agree. I mean, because we kind of still did it, but people were just angry about it. And because it it wasn't uh, made so serious, I guess, in the sense of uh, the government enforcing it, yeah. then everybody was like, oh, screw it. I have the right to express myself and go out there and wear a mask or not wear a mask and do whatever I feel like it because it's if, I, if I'm not allowed to do that, it's unconstitutional and that's a bunch of Bible study, right? right. It's a bunch of BS. So really what, <laughs> what the, you know, I don't know, man. There's a lot of things that get imposed on us, right, that we don't think about, right? Don't walk into this restaurant establishment without any, without a shirt on, without any shoes on. And we, we follow those rules. Yeah. So why can't we follow other rules? And so, yeah, yeah. I think, so I think it's just, I don't know. So yeah, I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's good. <laughs> but you know what? I'm just, uh, yesterday I had the day off. Um, so that was nice. I helped, uh, one of our cousins move and. It didn't go exactly as planned, but we got to spend some time together. Who did you help move? Paula. Paula was moving. Oh, I didn't know that. Um, yeah, we, we wanted to protect your back, you know. <laughs> Thank you for that, for treating me like I'm 80 years old. I don't, it's all right. I felt that way anyways. Well, I mean, is your back better? I mean, it feels better, but it also feels like it can go out at any time right because uh you know i went to pick up the baby uh, a couple weeks back and i just fell on the bed yeah and i think just... just just to be safe you should be near the bed whenever you hold her <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah because it's great because i grabbed her yeah. and when i fell forward into the bed she just bounced yeah yeah you should do that from now on <laughs> yeah so uh yeah <laughs> um so yeah so we uh we were helping her move and it turns out that she couldn't move exactly right away so anyways uh towards the end of the day i cleaned the house which was nice and i rested and it was just it was just really nice to have an extra day i spent time with myself i spent time with my roommate I was able to relax. It was good. And today I got up and it was super nice outside. Actually, it's been nice uh, since yesterday. Yeah. The yeah. weather, the weather. And I love, cold. it just makes me so much, so yeah. much happier. Um, and then you, you, I was like, you know what? I want it. I want arepa. So I went to Bravo. I got, in a, I got arepas. I got chocolate to make and I made that for breakfast for me and my roommate this morning. And it was so good. And it just started my morning so well. Spend time with the Lord, you know. <laughs> Spend time with Jesus. Um, and then I'm here with you. And uh, it was funny because like right before this, we we were just having a conversation and conversation would go on, <laughs> cause yeah. another conversation and another conversation until I'm like, you know what? Let's just record the podcast, okay? 
Yeah, let's get this all on record. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's always uh it's always good conversation. But uh, I really missed you. So I'm glad to be here with you, spending some time with you and, and all that good stuff. And here I am. How are you doing? I'm good. I'm great. Um happy to be alive still. Um yeah. Exciting times we're living in. Exciting um, times, yeah. Yeah, I, you know, I was encouraging everyone at the beginning to go vote. Uh, and it's funny that you're like, are you? Because I, cause I was telling you how I wanted to vote today, but I haven't been able to coordinate the time with my wife properly so that we can go both go vote together. So I told her earlier, I said, hey, I'm just going to go vote today. And the last day for you to vote is Tuesday. She can't vote before Tuesday because she's working and she works 12-hour shifts. And by the time she gets out, everything's closed. And by the time she goes to work, nothing's opened yet. So mm-hmm. um, so I was like, yeah, I'm going to go vote. And then I'll go and, you know, I'll accompany you on Tuesday. She's like, why don't you just wait and go vote with me? So, um you know, she convinced me to go, <laughs> go vote with her. <laughs> yeah. And I was nearby when he had that conversation. So I'm like, I'll go vote with you guys too. Yeah. So we'll we'll go vote Tuesday. But you said, after I hung up, you're like, are you wanting to go vote November 3rd? I mean, are you wanting to go vote today because you're afraid you won't be here November 3rd? <laughs> Please unpack that for us. <laughs> Well, you've been sending a, a couple videos of this guy that uh, thinks strongly yeah. that the world is going to, not the world, but, but, that, but, the, but the rapture is going to happen today, right? Yeah. yeah. Ish, well, maybe, ish. you know. This weekend. This Let's weekend just say this weekend. At some weekend, point. Right. Um, and so I, I just, that's, that was just a thought that happened because yeah. you're so adamant about voting today. I'm like, well, is it because you think the rapture is going <laughs> to happen today? Because no. I mean, if the rapture happens today and you don't get to vote, well, like that's really, I don't no. think that's, it's relevant. And here's the <laughs> at thing. At any point. And here's the thing with me before I explain that. Um, with me, when I, when I decide to do something, I like to just go and do it. I don't like to like wait. You know, when I was in school and they asked for a volunteer to go first and present their project, I'd go first because I hated to sit there through 20 kids plus and be like, oh my God, am I going to go next? Oh my God, that person did so well. Now, oh my God, what a, you know, and just. That's true. Yeah, I like remember just, being just in those Freaking moments. out, uh-huh. just freaking out about it. And so it's the same thing that I try to teach Javerlyn. It's like, listen, you know, and, and she tried it too. And she said, you know, when she had her speech in fifth grade, she, the teacher was asking for volunteers and she just went first and got it over with. And it's like, if you go first, you don't have time to sit there and doubt yourself and, and then feel intimidated by other right. people. You kind of set the bar. And you and can kind of rest the rest of the time that exactly. everyone else is giving theirs. Everyone else is freaking out. And so, you know, I don't give myself time to really contemplate any other feeling or thought. And, and it's like, once I made a decision, I'm just going to go. Just let, let's do it. And so, you know, the same thing at work when I was a financial planner, I had, we all had to, it was like 20, 20 or 30 of us. And we all had to do a, a presentation for our mid-year plan. Right. And so, you know, I was like, I'll go first, 
please let me go first. I just mm-hmm. want to do it and get it over with. Because, I again, I don't want to give any time to feel nervous about anything. I'm just going to go. And so I think no matter how how long you've been speaking in front of people and crowds and all that, there's always, and I don't care how famous you are, there's always a level of nervousness mm-hmm. because you've you've known, you know what you've done in the past, at, at least as a performer, right? You know what you've done in the past and you feel, you always feel like maybe the next time won't be as good as the last. And so I think to some extent, anyone that gets up and speaks for whatever reasons, it feels the same way. And and there's always a level of, of nervousness. So I just want to get up there and get over it. And I did it. And I got up there and my brother-in-law, who was on the same team as I back then, um, you know, he went up and he's like, dude, why'd you go first? Like, I thought I was prepared before you got up there. I thought I was prepared. Now I feel totally unprepared. <laughs> and I'm going to figure out how to get out of this meeting. And he did. He figured out how to get out of that meeting. Wow. Um, so that he wouldn't have to present. Um, but But other people said the same thing. They're like, dude, like now I got to go back and change mine. And, you know, and, and that's not, I'm, I'm not, I'm not doing it to boast. I should have just started with, there was a man who got up and gave (laughs) a mid-year presentation. Um, but, but it's not to boast, but it's just to, you know, um, explain that that's, that's my reasoning behind wanting to do everything when I decide to do something. And so the same thing with voting once, you know, at first I was very unsure if I was going to vote, you know, I was in that state of mind of, man, you know what, you know, I pick, having to pick between the lesser of two evils doesn't feel right to me. Maybe I shouldn't vote. And I think we all go through some, some of that a little bit, um, especially when we're confronted with some of the things that were confronted by this election. And I just thought, no, not voting is irresponsible of me as a citizen. Yeah. And you know, if I'm going to vote, because I feel like if you're going to vote, it needs to be an educated vote. And the reason for me not voting is because I wasn't educated enough and I didn't feel confident enough to go vote. But now that I am, I'm like, yeah, totally. So now now that I know, I just want to go out there and vote and just get it over with. So that that's that. Yeah. And I think one fear that I always have, which I expressed to you earlier, is that I don't know enough. And I think that's also a common fear um, for the non-voters out there. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so, I mean, it's really not that hard. Um, You know, I told you when you go to vote, at least I'm going to speak as a Christian, right? As a Christian, if you're going to go vote, I think that it's important Actually, if you're going to make any decision, right? Like you told me earlier, before you before you ask people to donate money for your candidacy for uh Stevens 2024, make sure you pray about it. Mm-hmm. And so in the same sense, you have to always pray about everything and um and I think when you're going to make a decision, it needs to have some uh biblical principle behind the reason for you making that decision. And so the same applies to voting, you know, as a Christian, I think it's important that you look at, you know, where you stand on the issues biblically and see who 
aligns best with those issues. Yeah. And that's it. Not to dive too much into, you know, a, a political conversation here. I'll just leave it at that. But I, I think it's important that you look at that. And I, and that's not, you know, that's not, like I said earlier, it's not to devalue, diminish, or judge, you know, any decision or any vote against what I believe in. I'm just saying, do your homework. And, you know, whether you want to go out there and vote ignorantly, you know, you have every right to do that because that's the kind of country that we live in. That's what democracy means. It means that if you want to be an idiot and you want to be ignorant about the things that you do, as long as you do it within the confines of our legal system, you're, you have every right to do that. Um, but, you know, is that advised? Probably not. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So, so that's where that, uh, that so, statement came so from. So I'm glad uh, you're doing good. Yes, I'm, I'm, I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, and now to answer the the rapture thing, um, you know, yes, I, you know, I, I, I like, I guess, I guess I, you know, I haven't thought about this, but I guess I, I do consider myself a watcher, right? That's what you call people that watch for things. Um, at least, at least the people that I'm watching, they're watching. So you're, you're saying like to watch for a specific time when he's coming. Yeah, well, just in general speaking, when you're watching for something, you're technically yeah. a watcher. And so, yes, I'm constantly watching the news and watching, you know, different things for um, not necessarily signs, but I guess, uh, you know, uh, indications and confirmations of 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 the things that I already know are happening. It's really it's just. Honestly, at this point for me is just a fun hobby. Really. Yeah. It's just a fun hobby for me to watch for those things. Yeah. My thought <clears throat> my thought when someone says I mean, you know, it's it's good to to I mean, the the reason that Jesus I feel puts uh these things about the end times in the God, the reason why he talked about it and the disciples wrote about it is because he wants us, and like he said during that time to the disciples, I want you to be aware of the times. I want you to, to know when it's coming. Um, I just think setting a specific, like I, I understand, you know, people have different reasoning for setting a specific date, mm-hmm. but the way I feel about it is like in, in those cases when a specific date is set, like October 31st or this weekend, I yeah. think, well, Jesus said not even he knows the date or the time. So, I mean, it's good to say, oh, it's close. I mean, and we have freedom of speech, so you can say, I think it's a specific date. But I I honestly think it's not, I I don't think that God wants us to know the specific date. I think he wants us to know, hey, the time is near. Yes. Uh, And I'm going to speak on that because it's important to clarify that, you know, as a Christian, even though we should be watchful, right, Mm -hmm. as the Bible calls us to, right? The word of God calls us to be watchful Mm -hmm. so that he doesn't come upon us like a thief in the night, right? Um, It's, yes, and and I I think when somebody says a specific date or time, I think that automatically you have to take that with a grain of salt and say, obviously, it 
it won't be that. Now, when the videos and the people that I watch and follow, if you watch the videos that I sent, mm -hmm. they always start with, listen, I'm not setting a specific time or date. I'm like the one guy, the one recent guy that I sent, he's like, listen, I'm just having fun with this. And this is what it looks like. Now, it might happen. It looks like it might happen. Yeah. Now, if it doesn't happen, that's okay. I mean, that's okay. And I think that, you know, when you approach things that way, it's okay to look at these things and see that it, it's, we understand historically God is very intentional with mm -hmm. things, right? And you have to look at these things that they're explaining, right? Because they use a lot of different um, uh, astronomical signs and, uh, you know, with the moons and so many other things that I, I'm not smart enough to express. But, you know, and, and all these things, they line up with biblically with what, you know, what is going on, you know, with the Jewish holidays, with the Jubilee years, all these things. Collectively, when you take all this stuff and you put it together, you can't help but admit that, yes, it's very soon. Now, some of these guys will go as far as to say that, hey, listen, based on these signs, it can happen this weekend, you know, and based on this, and, you know, if you listen to the explanation, based on all of this, if I understand this correctly, this could mean 11.23 p.m. on this day. Right. Now, of course, only the father knows the time or, you know, the hour, but I think that we know that we are in that season. And, you know, someone expressed it, mathematically speaking, based on history, it's likely that the rapture could happen. Some, some say between now and next year. Some say between now and the next six years. You know, between now and the next decade. I mean, again, it could be at any time. And I think that it's definitely sooner than later. Hopefully it is, but but yeah, I mean, it's important to state nobody knows the time or the or the hour, right? Um, but uh, but it's also like I said, at least for me, it's fun to look and see how the more time passes, the more things support that yeah. it could happen. Like we we I, I went from watching videos that said, "Hey, it could happen next year," to "Hey, it could happen." this fall to, Hey, it could happen, you know, before the end of this year to, it could happen this Today. weekend <laughs> to, it could happen tomorrow to, you know? And yeah. so, and so, you know, these guys, like I said, that I follow, that I listen to or watch, you know, they, they, they're, they're very, uh, deliberate in stating that, Hey, you know, no one knows the day or the hour. And, you know, this is just, based on all the evidence that I that I see, this is what it looks like. But if it doesn't happen, that's also okay. Because I think the important thing about the eschatology is that you need to understand that even though things look a certain way and and, and they and then they don't happen that way, it shouldn't discourage you. And I think that's where 
that's where the importance of, you know, diving into eschatology lies is not, not really, you know, not letting that discourage you because I think that's probably what happens to a lot of people. A lot of people get really excited. I mean, it's happened to me. It's happened to me. You know, I, I thought it was going to be, you know, maybe September, you know, maybe, maybe October and, and it hasn't happened. And so, you know, for a little bit, I'm like, oh my gosh. And then, and then, and then let's say, you know, something happens, right? And you're like, oh, now I'm sorry, God, that I messed up yesterday, for example, right? I'm sorry, God, I messed up yesterday. <sighs> if you would have just came last week, <laughs> <laughs> you know, or, yeah. or man, why? Oh, like now, like now, like to, that's so much pressure. Think about it, right? That's so much pressure to have. And, and for many Christians, that can be discouraging and that can cause you to kind of just fall away and, you know, and just be like, you know what? I'm done with this. I'm done. I'm done with the back and forth. I'm, I'm, I'm done with the, you know, with all this. And, and I'm just, for me, I'm just excited. I'm excited that, you know, Hey, if it doesn't happen okay today or this weekend or whenever, that's cool. If it doesn't happen this year, that's cool. If it doesn't happen next year or in the next decade, that's cool too. Mm -hmm. But the Bible also calls us to live every day in a sense mm -hmm. like Jesus is coming today, you know? Right. Like, you know, live every day like it's your last day. I, I think that's biblical, right? Yeah. Um, and so, you know, uh, for me, it helps... Yolo. Huh? YOLO. YOLO. <laughs> um, it, it, for me, it's uh, it helps me and keeps me motivated and engaged um, to, you know, preparedness in Christ. And so, uh, and it doesn't have to be that way for every Christian, but that's, that works for me. And, and I, I like it. It's, to me, it's fun. To me, yeah. it's fun. And I also believe that a lot of prophecy or actually i i mean i i can't think of one that's not but i think i think most prophecies visions dreams uh don't come to a full understanding um until it's in real time being fulfilled yeah until it happens and and until after it happens you're like oh, oh wow that's what that was, you know? Perfect example is this podcast, right? I I had a dream that I started a second podcast about veterans with my best friend. And here I go talking to him and then feeling a little bit down that that he had very good reasons to not pursue this with me. Very good and acceptable and understandable reasons for it. And then still, you know, still feeling discouraged about it because I'm like, I was so sure that God was telling me that I needed to start a second podcast about veterans. Yeah. And then you and I had a conversation and then this Christ Alone podcast started. And then after that, that's when I was like, oh, that's what, that's what God meant yeah. by that dream. That's what he was telling me. He wasn't telling me that I should start a podcast about veterans. He was telling me that I should just start a second podcast. And more specifically now, that with, that second podcast should be about him. Right. And with your new best friend. 
your sister. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and so and so I didn't understand that God was telling me, Stevens, you're going to start a second podcast and it's going to be about me and it's going to be to be able to reach those people in countries in locations where speaking my name gets them killed. Mm. That's what it was for. It was so that people who need Bibles can call into the podcast or text the podcast and request one. You know, it was so that somebody else could be so touched by it so that they could give money to the podcast so that in turn they could bless the podcast and the podcast could bless someone else. And this was all done by me, through me, and for me. That's that's him in reference to God, not yes. That's not Stephen. Not that's, by him, but uh, yeah. Yeah. So 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 that's what God was telling me with this whole thing, and so that's that's I think that's very much like how how this is, you know. Yeah. Um. That that's why you know some verses are like, oh man, post tribulation rapture. Oh man, no no no, mid tribulation. No 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 no, pre tribulation rapture, right? And so again, a, as time passes. I, Obviously, right? We said it before. We have the right to change our mind mid-air. And, <laughs> I and love so, that, yeah. I love that quote, yeah. But but truthfully, I mean, uh, we there's certain things that, you know, you and I will probably get to discuss um, that that will probably lean us more on a single side. Um, but, you know, this is the kind of thing that it's it's not... I want to say, I got to be careful with what I say here, but it's not, at least right now for us, it's not very clear. This is because it's prophecy, because it's future. You know, we're not meant to know the future. It's not, you know, the, the things that scripture gives us, it's like a tiny taste, a tiny glimpse, but it's not to, it's not for us to go out and, and really, oh, this is what's exactly going to happen. No, it's it's for us to be like, oh my gosh, regardless of how this happens, like this is happening. Regardless of how and when, this is happening. And, and the hope is that it's Jesus that's rescuing us from this world, that's rescuing us from sin, that's bringing death, and that's it's bringing an end to sin because sin is the ultimate root of the state of the world that we live in today. So that that is what I think we need to focus on. And I think it's very easy in, in, in today and in what's going on to, for us to get so lost in that divisive mentality of this is what I see. I only see this color. And if you don't see this color, you are against me. And if you are against me, I need to destroy you, you know, intellectually, physically, whatever. So yeah, and it's just interesting. It's it's interesting because when it comes to like I don't know if you've realized this, but I've realized this recently that when people say, "Hey, I want to vote," that's where it stops. Like <laughs> that's it. Like it's not oh, nobody's who, having the conversation who, because nobody's talking about okay, and this is who I voted. Who like yeah. because it, it's like I don't want. I I think the thought behind it is I don't want us to be at each other's throats, and I and I've wanted to. Uh, and I feel like I've asked a couple of people of who who have you voted, but I'm not asking to see 
hey, how can I go against you? It's like, no, I want to learn. I want to learn more. You know, yeah. I want to have this conversation. Yeah. And I, I and I think we need to have more of those conversations where it's like, let's let's just talk about our point of views. Yeah. <laughs> and not it's get okay. angry at each it's other. It's okay to do that. Yeah. And it's okay. And again, no matter what point of view, I know it's very it's very uh, human of us to have a point of view, regardless of it, whether it's political, religious, uh, I mean, even as far as technological, right? Mm -hmm. You have iPhone versus Android. And, I, you know, my best friend, he's short of not being my best friend because he has an Android still. <laughs> I say that jokingly, but no, people are, you know, they, they, everything, everything is, is one side or the other. And, you know, we can talk about these things. Like, you know, he's still my best friend and we've talked about it. Hey, why do you like Android so much? Why don't you try uh, iPhone? And he says the same thing to me and we've had these conversations and we don't hate each other. We, yeah. I mean, we joke, we joke on each other about it. Um, and it's a lot of fun actually. And so you can do that in the same way with just about anything, right? Yeah. That's what, that's what it's, it's an opinion. It's your point of view. And by definition, an opinion is not right and it's not wrong. Mm -hmm. It's just your opinion and that's okay. Right. Now, facts are facts. Now you take the facts, whatever they are, and you make your own opinion of them. And that's your opinion. Still doesn't make them right or wrong. The facts are just the facts. Right? Yeah. But going back really quick um, to the whole study of the end times, I um, what you were saying before that, it reminded me of one of the verses you've mentioned in the past, which is Jeremiah 33. Three. three. Mm -hmm. What does, do you remember what it says? Refresh my mind. It says, call to me and I will answer you yes. and will tell you great and hidden things that you have not known. Um, and it's just so good because, I mean, I feel like in seek, God wants us to seek him. God wants us to spend time with him and spend time in his word um, and ask him to reveal things to us because he wants to reveal to us, reveal things to us personally. Sometimes things that take some digging. Yeah. Because in doing so, we grow in relationship with him. We grow in dependence of exactly. him. And um, that's just so hot, awesome when he does that. So so I also love the study of end times. I know not a lot of people enjoy it. Not a lot of people like to read Revelation. Yeah. Well, <laughs> but it, it, it's not the easiest book, right? Yeah. In fact, it might it might be the hardest book. Well, right. not, not to... This is uh, probably sounds a little... A bit of redundancy here. It, it It's not hard to read it literally mm -hmm. is just uh maybe it's hard to understand it yeah because there's so much symbolism um, and i mean a lot of people don't read it because it's uh supposedly scary i mean it is scary but but the message is hope it's yeah. not scary and I, that's why we said it in the past right if if revelation scares you um then uh, get it together get it together <laughs> no if revelation scares you i mean i think that that calls to question you need to reevaluate yourself spiritually. Yeah. Um, because revelation shouldn't scare you. I'm, in fact, uh, you know, revelation means apocalypse. And we Well, actually, correlate. apocalypse means revelation. Apocalypse means revelation. But, but we, 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 we um, 
we connect uh, the word apocalypse with like end times. disastrous, not yeah. just end times, but something disastrous. And all ap apocalypse means from the Greek root of that word is revelation. Yeah. It's to reveal. Yeah. So, it, co it comes from the word apocalypsis. And it it literally means in Greek to remove the to remove the veil. Yes, to remove the veil. And so, you know, for for to give everybody else clarity, right? When I had uh, what what happened with the whole podcast, me realizing that the dream that I had had to do with me creating or us creating this Christ Alone podcast for all the reasons that I mentioned earlier, that was me having an apocalypse. Yeah. That was me having something apocalyptic happen to me. That's exactly what that was. Because, you know, I used to I used to read and see about these people having apocalypses, and I'm like, what? Something detrimental must have happened. Yeah. What? And then and then now, you know, going back to to I forgot what's the word again? The study of words? Uh etymology. Etymology. Going back to the etymology of of revelation or apocalypse or apocalypsis it it's like oh that's what that means and it's not so scary anymore yeah it's really no not. And, and then when you think of the definition of the you know apocalypse as being to remove the veil and to reveal then it means that god's purpose in revelation <laughs> is to literally to reveal things to us so we yes. shouldn't uh hold back from reading it or from studying or, or from trying to understand it or even just have these conversations where it's like, okay, what do you yeah. see that this means? And what do yeah. I see that this yep. means? And even if we disagree, we're having that conversation. I mean, I've spent months in Revelation. Revelation is only 22 chapters. And if you read it from beginning to end, it shouldn't take you more than an hour. If you're an average pace uh, reader, it shouldn't take you more than an hour to finish it. And I've, I've read it at least fully beginning to end at least three or four times, still don't understand it. I understand bits and pieces of it, but but that's I for me that's fun. For me that's fun to to keep reading and keep going back and forth. Um I go, Revelation, Matthew twenty four. Revelation, Mark thirteen. Revelation, Luke twenty one. Yeah. <laughs> Revelation, first Thessalonians. <laughs> and so uh, to me it's fun. To me it's just fun. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I, I won't get tired of that. I won't get tired of that. So that's why I'm so excited to finish this podcast and kind of dive into that with you a little bit more. Um, especially since you're, you know, it's part of your Bible study now, right? Yes. Deep which diving, you will join. Deep diving, which I'm, I'm joining because I, uh, you know, everyone knows that you're post-trib and you probably feel a sense of balance is needed. And, uh, so you're bringing <laughs> on the pre-tribber. Uh, no, um, it's going to be a lot of fun. I'm excited to, to be a part of that. Like I said, I'm, I'm surprised it took you this long, uh, to ask me. <laughs> no. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, it's, it's beautiful. It's to me, it's beautiful. Even, even, even in the worst, what people consider some of the worst moments depicted by the Bible, it is in fact, you know, um, to me, it's beautiful. Um, yeah. But well, so that was our intro, guys. Let's go to a quick break. <laughs> no, we're not taking a break now. We're not taking a break? No. 
I really it. don't know. I lose track of time when we're talking. Listen, the idea. And this whole, yeah. The idea is, you know, the break. I like, I like having a break because we kind of get an intro in and we don't, I feel like I, I don't want, here, here's me. When I listen to other podcasts, I skip through the breaks or, or I skip through the promotional stuff. And the, you know, the, you know, download anchor today or whatever that, that you do, the ad that you do, I hate placing it at the beginning of the podcast because I don't want people to skip through it. I don't know how that really affects our podcast, um, but I don't want people to skip through it. Um, so I try to place it right after the intro, which technically people should know, oh, oh, the intro's over. Let me skip over it, Right. Mm-hmm. Oh wait, did did I sound like Trump a little that bit? That was. I yeah. wasn't even trying. Yeah. I wasn't even trying. I was thinking Stewie from uh, Stewie Griffin. <laughs> um, but um, you know, it. Um, you just have to people add the hands. Add the hand hand with gestures the, with the lips. Yeah. yeah. Um, so you know, I guess people could still skip through the ad, but but I I don't like to start off with the ad because the podcasts that do I always like right right away skip through it. Meanwhile, if it's midway somewhere. I typically just listen through it if it's not too long and our ad is only 32 seconds. So um, I don't know. Anyways, I guess it really doesn't matter. Um, but I don't know. I like having the break. It maybe gives us a time to catch our breath, but, but we don't have to, there's many podcasts that don't have breaks. So, okay. but also they, they generate like millions of dollars a month or something. So right. <laughs> I guess they don't have to. Um, but, uh, but yeah, that's it. Are, are we still, what are we still talking about? Are we still talking about eschatology? I, have, I don't know. I don't know. You said, let's take a break. Yeah. What was that for? To take a break. All right. Well, we took a break while I explained that kind of, so <laughs> let's continue. All right. Um, so yeah, I'm excited about joining that Bible study. Um, I'll, I'm excited to also kind of see where everyone's heads at. I feel like most will be pre-trib, right? I think, I think a larger, uh, percentage of Christians are pre-tribbers, mm-hmm. even though many don't believe in the rapture. I, I don't understand that. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, obviously Obviously, I will say the rapture you, is real. I will say you might be the only boy. So, but that's you know, okay. You you can encourage other boys to join. Yeah. So <laughs> so uh, the the rapture is a thing. Right. It's it's factual. You know it's what? In scripture. You know what's interesting though? What? Uh, that I was talking like in the first Bible study that you missed because you didn't make it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> because I just found out about it like an hour ago. Uh, I, we were talking, obviously we are talking about chapter one and all that stuff. And we mentioned the word rapture. And then, um, one of the girls mentioned that, um, the pastor had mentioned that, that it, not that it's wrong to use that one, but it, that word, but in a sense, it kind of is because when you say rapture, it's almost as if which the pastor explained in a preaching that I don't remember. Yeah. It's basically saying that. Um, someone is taking something that is not theirs, right? So when you think of, okay, this person was, it, it's it's like a kidnapped, right? 
So this person was kidnapped. They're taking something that's not theirs. Um, yeah. And so the way the pastor explained it is, you know, a lot of, although a lot of Christians use that word, um, that's not the appropriate word to use because God is not taking something that is not his. He is taking something that is rightfully his, which is the church. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I I never understood rapture as a as a negative uh thing. Um It's uh so it, rapture comes from the Latin word uh raptura, right? Sure. And that <laughs> and that means seizing and carrying off. So you can, I mean, the government seizes things all the time from people, right? From, you know, when you seize something from a drug lord that gets arrested, that's not stealing. You're seizing it. You're yeah. taking it. Um, I think, I think um, what he did, I, I'm glad that he clarified it, though, because it does clear up that misconception that rapture has that negative connotation. Yeah. But for me, it never did, and, and it doesn't. Yeah. I mean... And also because we're using it from the Latin um, word that was that it was written in, then I don't know. It's okay for me. Well, I don't think the word. I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't think the word rapture is in the Bible. Oh, it's not. It's okay. not at all. Rapture is nowhere near in the Bible. Um, but but it does say caught up. Mm-hmm. It does say that you're caught up. Yeah. And um, actually, let me look that up now. Because um, rapture is not in our translation, but I I honestly don't know. Um, that is. That is in the that it's not in the Latin translation. Yeah. Well, in the meantime, while you're looking that up. Um, when you have a chance, please look us up on Christ Alone Podcast. Po- <laughs> Why well, I said that weird? ChristAlonePodcast.com. All our handles are Christ Alone Podcast, except for Twitter, um, where we tweet from Christ Alone Pod. So hopefully you can follow us. So hopefully you can share as a, as my brother always says. If you haven't, um, if you haven't uh, given us stars and put a comment in apple podcast please do so um because that allows fixes the algorithm or whatever he says it fancier just do it (laughs) (laughs) share it you know (laughs) all right this is this is this might be a little bit too much to look up right now um only thing i'm seeing is that the word rapture is not in the bible but Again, that that doesn't mean it's not in the original Latin. I mean, I, I'm going to look it up anyways. Um, I to me that holds no re- relevance, um, just because of of you know what the you know original word Latin word means to seize or to um, you know take away take, take away, up. and um, and so I mean Paul says caught up, mm-hmm. and you know that there's like maybe one other time that he mentions it and that's it mm-hmm. and so uh again i mean 
that's that's good clarification like you said you know it's not stealing because we we belong to him and he's just taking us back yeah um but but he is in a way he's seizing us from the earth he's seizing us from sin yeah. that's that's really what he's what he's doing he's seizing us from sin yeah and um and that's a wonderful thing actually really quick um i know i'm going back a little bit but um in chapter one in that first section of chapter one it, that first intro it actually says because i know we were talking about how people don't read revelation yeah they're afraid or they don't understand the symbolism but john actually says that anyone who reads it out loud anyone who hears it and anyone who lives out the words that revelation says is blessed um, Amen. and i just thought that that was that was so awesome because so often like i i think we uh underestimate what it means to be blessed and when a word says that you will be blessed by doing this you will be blessed by reading it by studying it by living it out then i think we have to take that in and and accept that blessing you know amen um i actually that's i wanted to say that earlier and forgot but, but you didn't but thank and I, you and i said it you, but all the glory you is to said God. it no when i when i say you said it you're supposed to say but you thought it <laughs> oh white chicks reference yes um yeah yeah no absolutely I, I i love that part it's it's important man it's important to read that stuff and it's important that uh you raise questions too you know raise questions be amongst your your peers your community of Christians, your pastor, your leaders, yeah. whoever you feel, you know, I, I always told when I was a financial planner, I always told, I always asked my clients, who is somebody that you look up to financially? Mm -hmm. Oh, so-and-so. Okay. Ask them if what I'm telling you is true or not. Mm -hmm. And if they corroborate what I'm telling you, then we can talk. Yeah. You know, and so the same thing, you know, look, who's, who's your... You know, who do you look look up to in, in your faith? Who do you who do you look up to and, and go talk to them and raise those questions? I mean, feel free to contact us. You can call us at 407-588-7979. You know, leave us a text. Yeah, I do have a question that we actually raised in the um in the last Bible study. And it was what and I'll ask you to see if you what you know. Okay. I don't I don't think we have an answer yet, but we'll see. So obviously we've read in multiple places in the Bible that says that when, once Jesus picks up the church, right? That there are those that have died in Christ will rise first yes. and then those who are alive. So the question is in heaven right now. Yes. Is there anybody aside from God and angels? Absolutely. Who and what makes you say this? Well, first of all, when Christ rose, if you read in Matthew, when Christ rose, it says that other saints rose with him. I actually never understood that. Yeah. It says that, uh, like, I just learned this. So it says other saints rose with him, and they appeared to many people. Interesting. So to me, that was yeah. mind-blowing. That was my mind blowing effect. We'll we'll actually we'll we'll get into effects once I uh I get this machine that I'm that
that I ordered like m m last year that I forgot about. Um, but anyways, um, it um, yeah. So they rose first of all, mm -hmm. and also the scripture also tells us that as soon as we die. As soon as our spirit is separated from our flesh, immediately we will find ourselves in the presence of, of God. Where does it say that? Do you remember? I don't. I will, well, I will find it for you. Go but. ahead and find it, and then I'll but, talk about something else really quick. Okay. I, I want to know where it says that. Okay. Because that, that was the big question. I think while I just mentioned that, I also remembered about, and I think we've talked about this before, that when... Christ is crucified with the two robbers, right? And the one robber says, you know, defends Jesus, you know, and says, I believe in you, basically. I don't remember what exactly he says. Um, Jesus says, truly, you'll, you'll be in the kingdom with me today. Yes. So I think that that goes to show that I guess there are people in heaven. Well, I don't also, here's, here's another example. What about the transfiguration when, no, yeah, when Jesus I was talking with Moses and Elijah? Yeah. You know, one was already dead. One was already, had already been raptured. Uh-huh. <laughs> right? <laughs> so lame. Well, I thought maybe that was because, because we did mention that briefly about the transfiguration. I thought maybe that it's possible that the people from the Old Testament who didn't really get to, like, had the promise of Jesus, but didn't really get to experience him being around, that maybe they're in heaven after they died and no. then so then what does it mean so i i i okay i have to again i have to get these references for you but it's my understanding that the 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 people that died pre-christ uh-huh won't be raised until after the tribulation the people that died pre-christ so when so when so when when uh when jesus when we come back with jesus and to establish his kingdom, it's my, again, I got to go back and look at these references, but they won't, they won't be raised un, until just pre-millennium or post-millennium. I'm not sure. But then Moses was in the transfiguration. So there are exceptions, I guess. Uh, I mean... I mean, unless Moses and Elijah are the two prophets, and you know they're exceptions to the rules. Yeah, I, I, it, I mean, it makes sense if they're the two prophets, right? The two witnesses, because, I mean, the correct me if I'm wrong because about Moses, because I'm, I'm not. Moses well, died. Well versed there, I know he died, but I know he died. I know that, but I guess there's some. I'm not sure if, if does the Bible say is there anything in relation that talks about Moses' body or anything that happened to it or no? Um, just that I believe his bones were taken to the promised land. That's it. I think that's it. Okay. Um because my my thought was because of uh you know, Elijah was raptured, right? Mm -hmm. He didn't taste death. Um you know, it's possible that because the, the two witnesses are, you know, uh, it's written for them to be killed and then rise three days later and then be taken up, um, you know, I, I don't know. 
You didn't say anything. I'm not. Right yeah, now. I'm not sure where I was going with that. <laughs> I forgot. I forgot my train of thought there because I'm I'm still trying to look something up for you. So let keep talking. I'm gonna finish getting this uh, this reference for you because I think it's important. Um. So yeah, that was. I mean, that was the main question. Where Where is it that? Where like, I I think the other thought is that maybe once people die in Christ, that there's like this. I don't want to say. Like maybe there's a waiting area in heaven. I don't know before. I have no idea. <laughs> I really don't know. Because, again, I keep thinking of those verses that say those that have, that once Jesus comes, those, those that have died in Christ will raise first. Um, unless that's talking, I guess, about those that have died during the tribulation that those that have died in Christ will raise first. The other thing that we mentioned is that um, that I think it's a possibility that though that once someone dies in Christ, so some one someone who believes that believes in Jesus and they die, that they are asleep until the moment that Jesus comes again. No. That's no. There's no way. Why is there no way? Because of what I'm trying to find here. All right, well. <laughs> I'm getting there. Just stop. You. I mean, keep you, talking, but you, stop talking. You, <laughs> you need to keep talking. I'm perplexed because. Yeah, I know, I yeah. know. I'm going to find well, it. Well, let me finish my thought, okay? I read it. Let All me right. finish, finish my your, thought. Finish, finish your thought. Okay, so my thought, even though you're nodding your head no, is that people are asleep until the moment that Jesus comes and everyone's awake um, at that moment. That. Like a person that died a hundred years from now, or the person that dies today, let's say Jesus comes right now, that that it it'll feel like the same time has passed because they're asleep during that time. Because I mean, if we look, Jesus, when Jesus refers to those people that have died, he doesn't really say those that have died. He says those that have gone to sleep. But also, yes. it's possible. I, I think it's very possible that he just means those that had gone to sleep because. He conquered that death, so those that have died haven't really died. Yes, they have eternal life. That is that is a part of that. Yeah. Sorry, I'm still looking because, but it's it's hard to to look this up and then completely ignore what you're saying. All right, well, let's go to a quick break. I think this would be a good time to do that. Oh my gosh, yes, perfect. <laughs> uh, we're, let's take a break, and then I'll have that reference when we get back. All right, goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs> You're not leaving. We'll be back. All right. Welcome back, everybody. I am your host, Stevens. I'm your other host, Angie. I don't think we started this time with that. I know. Um, well, so we're back. I think that's the longest break we've ever we've, taken. I Well, for them, it's the same. 32 seconds or 31 seconds. Yes, well, we apologize for... Those 31 seconds. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but we have an answer, right? Ish. And, and the question was... What was the question? The question is, uh, will we meet Jesus as soon as we die? Will we meet him as soon as we die? Or is there a, or is there waiting a waiting period? period? Uh, you know, standby for a rapture or standby for yeah, standby for second coming. Yeah. Um. And and yeah, the verse. 
the verse that I was looking for that pretty much sold me on the idea of um, when you die, immediately your spirit goes into heaven, your soul and your spirit go into heaven, is um, in First Thessalonians 4, 14. Um, and here uh, Paul is talking to the church of Thessalonica, is that how you say it? Sure. Um, and, sure. Thanks. Thanks for the confidence. Um, and so he's talking about the coming of the Lord. And so this is the second coming, the day of the Lord. Um, this is where, uh, this is what we, this is definitely post-tribulation. We can both agree. Mm -hmm. <laughs> the second coming. Um, but, but he, but he explains here, uh, let's see the second coming. So, but we're not. Okay. Verse 14. Let's start from 14, yeah. So it says, For since we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so, through Jesus, God will bring with him those who have fallen oh, asleep. Oh, okay. So, so when he comes, he will bring with him those who have fallen asleep. Now, I also want to make something clear. That even though there is a second coming, I think I think maybe that's what confuses many people to think that the rapture is post tribulation because the the second coming, meaning judgment, right? The day of the Lord, Jesus coming down. The in day the of clouds. the Lord, yes. The day of the Lord is entirely one single, I guess, event that is I is broken into two separate things, the rapture and then the actual judgment. Okay. So, um, so I think that's why I think it's, it's easy to fall into believing that the rapture happens post trip, but we, we won't get into that. Um, so yeah, so, so he says for, since we believe that Jesus died, rose again, even so through Jesus. So this means when Jesus comes back for us, he will bring with him those who have fallen asleep, right? And later on, he says, for the Lord himself will descend from heaven with a cry of command, with the voice of an archangel, and with the sound of a trumpet of God. And the dead in Christ will rise first. So the way that I see this, right, um, is Jesus has, you know, has... Wait, hold on. Before you explain it. Okay. Are you saying that verse 14, which is Please. what we read first... And verse 16, which is you, the, so the verse 14, which is saying those that have fallen asleep and verse 16 says those that are dead in Christ will rise first. Are you saying those are two separate things no. or the same thing explained same, differently? Same thing. Okay. All right. Go ahead. Yeah. So, so, um, so because remember the, the remember Paul is writing to the, to the, to the church, to Thessalonica, because they were afraid for all their, because there was this thing that happened and then people just, I guess, I guess there was like a wave of deaths. Mm -hmm. and, and so, and so they were scared because they were like, oh my gosh. And that along with maybe some, 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 uh, false, um, letters going around saying that the second coming had already happened and stuff like that. That was confusing the church. Paul had to write these letters to clarify like, Hey, no, Jesus didn't come yet. You know, we're, we're still here, right? And he went on to explain, no, when, 
when Jesus comes, you'll, you'll know because of these things. Mm-hmm. And then also, um, you know, he's going to come with those who had fallen asleep. Because when you look at Thessalonians, when he references all the people that have died, that they're, that they're afraid that maybe they haven't, that they're not going to meet Jesus. That's what he's referencing when he says fallen asleep. Those who have fallen asleep. So he's kind of reiterating um, those who have died in Christ. Because that was their fear. That are with him. Yes. So so he's like, listen, don't worry, right? But that doesn't make sense. Okay, so if we're talking, I know we're trying not to talk about pre and post because... Yeah. Right. But you're saying that those that have fallen asleep are those that are with him. And this is talking about... Because it says those that are fallen asleep rise first, and then those that are healed will then rise. So the those that are falling asleep are rising to do what? So exactly? here, so here's here's because my understanding is that those who fall asleep and then those who are alive will then rise. Is they're rising to be with Jesus? But it doesn't make sense for me looking at it right now for those who have fallen asleep that are with Jesus for it to say they're gonna meet Jesus. They're gonna rise to. Be with Jesus again? Yes. What is well, unless well, well, unless unless you let me talk? <laughs> unless it means that um, our dead bodies will resurrect, literally, to be to the glory, and and God will that is exactly them. that is exactly what it means, and that is what He clarifies also when he when Paul talks about you know what it means to have glorified body right when he expresses that he tells you what the glorified just like jesus you know jesus glorified body so here's here's my understanding and i'm trying to give you a visual here when jesus comes right and it's rapture time right caught up time um he's gonna come with everyone that's died right and when he comes with everyone that's died the, that's that's why it says because he's coming with everyone that's died. Wh- those that have already died in Christ are are, gonna, are 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 getting their glorified bodies first. Okay, they get their glorified bodies. When they get their glorified bodies, we get our glorified bodies, and then together we go back up and meet Jesus in the clouds. That's my understanding. Now. What? So so this coming down of Jesus is not the full coming down. No. It's just coming to get his church-ish. Yes, coming to scoop his church up. Yes. Yes. Okay. And so uh and so that's what that is. Um and then and then the reason why I say that everyone pre pre-Christ um uh comes after is because there is a, a talk here um, where there's it's talking about another resurrection. So again, we'll I guess we'll be studying that together. But but uh, we'll you know we'll discuss that more when we get to it. But that's what leads me to believe that it's everyone else who will then uh, you know resurrect to that. So yes, so that so that's. That's the way that I that I picture it now. 
Um, okay. That's so my understanding of it. If you can give us just a clear answer. So will those, what happens to those who have died so, pre-tribulation? I mean, sorry, pre-rapture. Rapture. So let's say I die right now. Okay. As soon as, as soon as I die, meaning as soon as my, my spirit is separated from my body, I'm in heaven, right? I mean, we read, uh, Paul also expressed it in, uh, what was it? Second Corinthians five. Mm-hmm. Right, Second Corinthians five eight, we'll read from six. So we are always of good courage. We know that while we are at home in the body, we are away from the Lord, for we walk by faith, not by sight. Here's the important one: Yes, we are of good courage, and we would rather be away from the body and at home with the Lord. So, so that tells me that. When we are away from the body, we are with the Lord. We are with Him. Okay. So then, just to clarify, the fact the the people being asleep, asleep means a, asleep means you've died in Christ. But you are with Him. Yes. Yes. So so uh, so yeah. So that's so, what so I, I guess the asleep is really. Um, so that the people that are alive can understand because they're no longer with the people right, that because, are alive. Because here's the thing. It, a Christian will never die. Right. We will never die. As a matter of fact, no one will ever die. I think that's the misconception, and that's the lie that sin sells to us. Death is not the end, right? That's what Satan tries to sell to us. So you are going to live forever. Mm-hmm. Your choice is... Do you want to live in eternity with Christ or without Christ? Right? And that's where the real implications of that are and where they lie. So we because Jesus came, he defeated death. He's defeated death already. Death has no hold over us. Yeah. And so um that's what that's why I think it's being referenced as falling asleep. Yeah. So I want to take this opportunity to ask our listeners, do you agree that when we die, we are with we are with Jesus in heaven immediately? Or when we die, we are asleep until Jesus comes? Or what are your thoughts? What happens to a Christian when he or she dies? On the other hand, what happens to a non-believer? Actually, that's, yeah. that, that's another good question. What happens yeah. to an unbeliever when they die? Because the judgment, right, is hell, yeah, which doesn't really happen, my understanding, doesn't really happen until Jesus comes to rule again because he throws first the devil into hell. Yes. Or, or into a, ju- uh, yeah. So right. it's, my, it's my understanding that non-believers also, they go somewhere, but not to heaven. But we'll, we'll discuss that later. <laughs> <laughs> All right, yeah, maybe that's too many questions. So, so yeah, if... Listeners, if you would message us, if you would call us, if you would let us know what you think. Do you agree with us um, or and, do you disagree? What and, do you think? What happens also, to a Christian yeah. when he or she dies? But also, if you're a non-believer, what do you think happens when you die? Yeah. Does nothing happen? You know, if nothing happens, what was your whole purpose in this life? Or, well, you know, what, you know, like... What are you, what are the, yeah, what do you think happens? Well, I imagine, I mean, obviously. You I, can't think for non-believers. I, I, I can't think for unbelievers, but I, I want to say that 
I think the majority of non-believers would think that nothing happens after they die, hence their unbelief. Yeah. Because if they believe that there was well, a God, not necessarily, right? Because if they believe in Allah, then they're oh, going to they believe they're going to go somewhere else and have all these virgins or something. Oh, true. Um or if they believe they're, I don't know what a, what a, what else is out there. But. Yeah, honestly, I want to look into it a little bit more so I yeah. can have some more clarity on it myself. But yeah, we want to hear what you think. Yes, good job on engaging the audience. I'm trying. Uh, we listen. Hit us up also on social media, um, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook fan page. If you're not a fan, go like, go follow, go share. Um, come on. <laughs> do it just do it uh-huh. um go support the show man um listen you're not you're not you're not supporting us you're so su- you're supporting god you're supporting what this represents and you know we just we just want god to keep being glorified you know through this podcast and everything like we want to hear your stories we want to hear how listening to this podcast may have changed your your life you know whether whether positively or negatively i mean we want to hear it all we want to hear how the how the podcast has affected you um just hit us up 407-588-7979 leave us a text message if you're going to leave a voicemail make sure it's under three minutes because it will cut you off um and then what else maybe we should do a live Maybe we should do a live real quick after this. I think we'll do a live. Maybe. Yes, we will. <laughs> Anyways, thank you, everybody, for tuning sometimes, in. Sometimes I like to wait to hear the conversation that people have with themselves. <laughs> yes. Yes, thank you. Uh, no, like that, I, was, <laughs> that was an example. Yeah, an we example. should do a live. Uh, yeah, yeah, let's do that. No, no we'll do that after that. that. Okay. That sounds good. <laughs> Yeah, um, I sh- if I would have changed my voice around, you know, each time it would have been like a two different people talking. Yeah. Um, but listen, uh, right before we go, I also want to encourage everybody, please, if you haven't, please go to Apple Podcasts. Please write us a review. I'm honestly, I'm tired of asking you guys. We've got plenty of listeners, and our our, our reviews don't match our listenership. So please go to Apple Podcasts. You do not need to own an Apple device to go and leave a review apple podcast find christ alone um you can go to our link tree link or go to our website you could you know you could you could find us right um find us on apple podcast don't just hit the five stars underneath there says write a review please write us a review it takes less than two minutes (laughs) matter of fact it takes you longer It, it might take you longer to find Apple Podcast or our podcast in Apple Podcast, then it will to leave a review. So hit write review, write the review. It could just be one sentence. I mean, come on, support the show, please. <laughs> I love that when you're saying this, you always say after giving us five stars. <laughs> Listen, because I I have my faith is in Christ, right? My faith is in Christ, and I and I and I have faith that. Anybody who wants to say anything negatively, I mean, you're welcome to, um, but God is only going to use that to, again, to bring glory to himself. And that's just going to be somebody else that we can engage. So I welcome anything. I just, you know, in faith, I, I assume the five stars because of the way, you know, 
God has a, a pretty good track record. So, um, yeah, don't just leave us the five stars. Write the review, okay? Less than two minutes. Thank you, guys, and God bless. God bless.